One of the most difficult aspects of being an employer is making the decision to terminate an employee. But at times, it's a necessary decision for the best interest of the business. It's important, however, that you handle the employee separation process with extreme care to ensure compliance with federal and state requirements and a smooth transition for the company. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. This is Jim Duffy. Today, we'll talk about how to handle the employee termination process with Merrill Gutterman. Merrill works as counsel here at ADP. As always, Merrill, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me today. So, Merrill, handling an employee termination can be tough. How should the employer deliver the news? You know, for example, should they meet face-to-face or is it okay to speak over the phone? I think where possible, having an in-person conversation is ideal. That said, there may be situations when you can't or don't want to meet face-to-face. Um, if you are in a situation where you fear for the safety of coworkers or company property and you don't want the employee coming back to the workplace, then you may want to deliver the news over the phone. Or if you're in a situation where the employee works remotely, it may be easier for both parties to talk virtually. So what are some of the factors to consider when preparing for that discussion or for that meeting? I think it's important to lay out your agenda ahead of time and then make sure that when you go into the meeting that you're being straightforward when you're relaying the news, um, that you are explaining the circumstances that are surrounding the termination and that you're being clear that, for example, if it's a performance reason, talk to the employee about why they didn't meet performance standards. Um, And also be prepared for the employee's response. They may be confrontational. They may react with anger or disappointment. They may even express grief. So you want to make sure that you give them an opportunity to speak and listen to their point of view. But you also, if you can, want to avoid engaging in an argument. Um, Ultimately, you just want to make sure that the employee understands that the decision is final. And also, while you want to show compassion and say thank you to them for their contributions, you may want to wish them well. You also want to be careful about saying anything that's false or misleading in an attempt to soften the blow of the termination. All right. Uh, Who should be present at a termination meeting? Should you, for example, include HR? Uh, Yeah, I mean, if there's an HR rep that you have that can be present, that would be great. It's a good idea to have a witness present at these meetings. They can help you take notes and make sure that there's an accurate record of the conversation. You want to make sure that you're documenting the conversation as far as the reasons for separation, the effective date, and you're keeping that record in the employee's personnel file. Um, If the reason for termination is because of misconduct or performance issues, you want to make sure that your records are clear and show support for your determination, and you want to make sure that you're documenting any past performance reviews or disciplinary notices. So what must an employer provide when terminating an employee? Well, employers should make sure that they're prepared to provide information about the employee's final pay and benefits. Under federal law, final pay is due by the next regular payday, but many state laws have stricter deadlines, and some of those laws require final pay on the day of termination. Also, depending on your state, you may be required to include accrued, unused vacation and paid time off in the employee's final paycheck. So you want to make sure that you're up to date with understanding what your state law is to make sure you're complying. And you also want to keep a record of when you provided your employee with their final pay. 
Um, if the employee is enrolled in group health insurance, they may be entitled to health insurance continuation or COBRA, and that triggers certain notice requirements. So you want to work with your health insurance provider to ensure the employee is properly notified. Also, if they're enrolled in a company retirement plan, you want to provide information on their options after leaving, whether it's cashing out, rolling over, or keeping the plan as is. Um, on top of that, there are several states that require employers to provide a separation notice that details, among other things, the reason for and the date of separation. In some cases, these notices are given to the employee, and then there are some states that require employers to send the notices directly to the state unemployment agency. And then there are also some states that require employers to provide written information about unemployment insurance benefits at the time of separation. And you also may be required to provide notices about other benefits as well. So again, it's important that you're checking with your state requirements to make sure that you're complying. So Meryl, what happens if an employee fails to return company equipment, like say for example, a laptop or a phone? Uh, can the employer withhold their final pay? In general, the employer can't withhold final pay until an employee returns company equipment. You need to meet the applicable final pay deadline, even if the employee hasn't returned company property. But in these cases, would a deduction be allowed? Well, for non-exempt employees, those employees who are entitled to minimum wage and overtime under federal law, the FLSA, the Fair Labor Standards Act, does permit deductions for unreturned equipment as long as those deductions don't reduce the employee's pay below the minimum wage and those deductions don't cut into any overtime pay. But there are some states that prohibit this practice altogether or have additional requirements. So again, you gotta make sure you're checking with your state law before making a deduction. Um, deductions for unreturned equipment are not permitted for employees who are classified as exempt from overtime, so you wanna keep that in mind. Also, under the FLSA, employers are generally required to obtain an employee's consent before making a permissible deduction. So that consent should be in writing. It should specify the items for which deductions are being made, whether it's for a company uniform or equipment or even employee theft. Um, the consent should show the amount of the deduction and how that amount is being determined. So it's a best practice to get the employee's authorization in writing and also to consult legal counsel before you go ahead and make any type of deduction. All right. So who should the employer notify once the employee has departed the company? I think it's important for the employer to think about who the employees had contact with, whether it's staff, coworkers, key clients. Um, all those contacts should be made aware of the employee's departure. Um, it's important to explain to them a succession plan, who will be handling the departing employee's work responsibilities, and any future contacts who can address any questions that somebody may have. I think it's important to work with coworkers to identify the resources that they may need to handle any extra work that they may have as a result of the departure. Um, all that said, it's important to make sure that you're not disclosing the reason that the employee is leaving your company. Understood. Thank you, Meryl. Both the decision to terminate an employee and notifying the employee of that decision must be handled very carefully. Employers should make sure to know and comply with all applicable laws. On behalf of the entire HRpreneur team, thanks for joining us. Be well.